Hello and welcome to The Game Is About Glory. I'm your host, Steph, and joining me are Ram and Milo. Hello, gents. Hi, Steph. Hello, Steph. Indeed. I, I think it's fair to say that despite all the weight and shift around Tottenham Hotspur Football Club recently in terms of tournament players and injuries and whatnot, this has been another good week for the club, uh, with Pedro deciding to bosh Burnley in the third round of the FA Cup at the lane. And look, the transfer window looks like it's got off to a good start as well. So there's plenty for us to get into, isn't there? And let's start with that Friday night special. <laughs> and there is a Friday night special to talk about. But uh, let's start with the game against Burnley. Uh, in the third round of the FA Cup at White Hart Lane. Uh, what did you think of the team selection, guys? Um, I mean, he went as strong as he could, didn't he, really? Uh, with the players, mm. I would say the only players that, that changed were the players you know, who, were, who were unavailable. So we've got Skip coming in for Saar, um, uh, well, Lo Celso coming in for, for Sun, I suppose. And um, uh, yeah, and then the rest of it as, 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 we, um, as we're used to seeing. Um yeah, I mean, it's just, it, you know, it was a very strong lineup. Um, I was expecting, you know, we talked about this on the pod last week. I was expecting maybe a little bit more rotation. Um, there, I won't lie. There were stages during the game where I was a little bit worried about some of our players. Um, as it turns out, you know, with good reason, although the, the that player in question wasn't one of the ones I had in mind resting, but yeah, yeah. As I was saying to you, Steph, wasn't I? When, when Poro went flying into the TV camera, I was kind of I was wincing a bit and thinking, Oh God. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about Pedro a lot in this pod, obviously, but um, and and that uh, his physicality, which is quite incredible, actually, when you look back at it. Mm. But um, Ram, yeah, no, agree. It was a it was a strong team, right? And I, I you know, I did wonder rotational wise whether we might have seen like Forster come in um, and maybe a couple of youngsters, but then I thought. Actually, why? Because this January, we've, it's, it's a relatively quiet month. You know, our core players, as much as we need, they need resting. We also need to keep them match fit as well because it is a quiet month. Um, so it's, it, this seemed like the perfect way to do that. Um, I probably would have started Decky in the middle, perhaps, but um, sort of no complaints with going strong in the cup against Burnley or a Premier League side. Sorry, I'm an idiot. I said uh, Lacelso was coming in for Sun. It was Decky was coming in for Sun because Decky was suspended from the last yeah. game, wasn't he? Well. That don't I mean some of the mistakes I've made this season I would hardly <laughs> hold yourself too accountable to be honest don't worry um I, I would I would say actually I got it completely wrong with regards to uh, what we thought what I thought we should do versus what we did I was with you uh, Milo as you know I felt a heavy rotation would be good I'm uh, you know I'm all in on top four at the very least and uh, like yourself Milo I, I, I think there's still a, a very good chance of pulling off the shock uh, albeit we'll get into that later as well when we uh, look at some of the business we're looking to do I, I just I, like you Ram I found myself in the middle of the game thinking he's got it right and I'm the one who's got it wrong because there is going to be a 10-day gap uh, a, a time to recuperate so on and so forth so why not why not flog another extra inch out of these players albeit flog it was exactly what he was doing <laughs> see I see I thought the opposite up until Poro scored I was thinking we've gone strong it hasn't paid off and I mean let's be let's be honest about this game it was a pretty dull game, apart from a stunning goal. And, you know, if, if we wanted to race through this, I'd say it's a boring game, great goal. It was good to see some players back and some of the young players come on. There's nothing left to say. And that's, you know, that's that's it. Really. See you later. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for joining us. We'll see <laughs> yeah, you next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and as you said, and you did say something um, uh, that was very, very pertinent, uh, Nobody wanted to draw. Yeah, you don't want a replay. I no. mean, you know that that was the that would have been the most horrendous outcome for this game. And mm. you know, as you've just uh, you sort of presaged it, really. I mean, we've got this question: How did we play? Well, I mean, you know, it was much ado about nothing, I suppose, <laughs> huffing and puffing. But that's tired legs, right? I mean, are, are, are we really are we really going to dispute that when a team decides to sit low like Burnley did, um, and 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 invite the play on, and you know, you've got a team that's got a lot of minutes in those legs, and and an unfamiliar team. Well, they're not unfamiliar, I suppose. I mean. But I suppose at this point, Roy Allen Davis are our first choice centre backs. I, mean, I, I don't know. We're, we're flogging I, these players, though, right? Yeah. This was the culmin. This was the culmination of flogging them, right? Yeah, I think there's elements there. I mean, I think we were really poor in the final in the final third. I think that was the big issue in this. I yeah. think you know, you know, for for all the talk of tiredness, I thought you know, Emerson Royal, I thought had a pretty good game for you know, yeah, for for what he is. You know, I don't. I, I think he was decent. I think actually, and, yeah, I think the midfield, you know, I, I, you know until Benton Kerr tired and you know, Lo Celso picked up a knock, I thought they were all right. 
Um, Skip, I don't think had the best game, but I think in the final third, I thought we were really, yeah, I thought we were poor. Yeah, Johnson, Johnson was really energetic mm-hmm. and got some really good positions. And I yeah. think that's encouraging. Um, and, you know, if one of those had come off, then maybe it's a different game. But yeah. Yeah, I thought, you know, I think Johnson and Decky, as, as we've seen so many times this season, and particularly against low block sides, sides they're both coming inside and, not creating anything and I was just crying for one of them to try and get behind the team and play a low ball in for someone you know Richie for you know, Johnson I thought created some some good chances and then Richie was always making the wrong run and going on the wrong side of the central defender and it was getting cut out and mm. I, I I found it quite frustrating uh at, at playing the final third in this game yeah, yeah, I have to. I yeah. have to return though, Ram. You do need to officially give Emerson Royale his title for this game because you typed it in block capital letters in a thread, <laughs> and I was just in love with this adjective uh, and an accurate one, I may say. And the word was Baracy. Oh. <laughs> it was, inc- <laughs> it was you know, at that times I said uh, it was like Davison um, uh, Royale at the back at times was like Baracy and Maldini. <laughs> It's just so fluid, so fluid. I mean, oh, I mean, sorry, I, I, th- I thought you meant bracy like it's it's cold out, like there's a strong wind. It's like, <laughs> uh, oh, you know, like 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 like, like like a January in Skegness or something. January in Skegness. No, Emerson but, Royale is like a January in Skegness. <laughs> do, do you you know, won't hear I that on any other trudge, trudge, trudge trudging sake. slowly over wet sands. <laughs> Oh, and then way. puts a highlight video out about it. <laughs> but uh, no. no, you know, I th- I thought like in terms of how we played, I think it w- we had, it was a strong start in that we dominated possession as we do. We were on the front foot as we are. Um, and we, we did create some chances both individually as, and as a team. But I think that's it. It's our chance conversion and the cutting edge was lacking, you know, and, and uh, I, I agree with you, Milo, you know, Johnson, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Johnson on the left, but, you know, he cut in a couple of times. He, he almost had a, a great curling shot, which was saved well. Decky on the right, as you guys said, you know, it just it doesn't work when you're playing against a low block. But I just feel like actually when you talk about... um you know, the, the lack of cutting edge at, at the front. I think a lot of that stems from the balance and harmony in the team. Correct. So when you have like Davies and Romero at the back, as sorry, not Davies so much, but Romero at the back and you're playing with a mate of, you know, four fullbacks essentially um, in the back in, in the system, then it, it kind of, uh, with the players we have, it creates that kind of lack of, there's a slight balance issue there that then reverberates to the front as well yeah i i and that's this is definitely an area of the side where i think andrew's been fairly consistent in saying he's not quite clicking the mm. way he wants it to click is that he's actually the top end of the field and you're absolutely right when we when uh, you know criticisms of the forward line and observations do have to be you know ta- we have to take into account what's going on behind them because of course that's how moves mm. progress and uh but uh, you have to say poor old richie did have his boots on the wrong feet in this game there's, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt and yeah. but again i think he's entitled to it. he's come back from an operation rather quicker than i would have expected but i'm not a medical mm. person um he's put a lot of time in he's put a lot of effort in i don't know i maybe what maybe he was maybe he's tired maybe i'm looking for excuses am i looking for excuses too hard there did he just have a poor game in terms of richie i think johnson you could say as well i mean johnson's played a lot more football than we probably envisaged when we signed him and that's going to be enforced on us i think in this game i don't think the issue was behind us because i think actually um on the whole that was that was operating okay it's just you know what we were doing with chances once we got into the final third i thought was poor um in terms of kind of Johnson on the on the left I think against a low block side I think that's where you've got to play him because I think if you play him on the, you know on the right with space to run into I think he's quite dangerous because he can he can he can get that mm. ball uh, you know, in behind the defense but against a low block side he's not going to be able to do that um and if he's played on the left he, he because um because he's right footed he can go either way so he can he can go on the uh, go on the outside and, and go inside which means it gives the defender a little bit more to think about and I don't think you can complain in this game about the positions he was getting himself into I think you know you, you could you could um, criticize you know what he did with them when he got there but I think actually um you know he he, he was you know, forcing more saves than pr- pretty much anyone else and um 
you know, we'll be able to get in those chances and we're creating chances for others as well. Yeah, look, I mean, first of all, an, an overview of, of Brendan Johnson so far has has to be that he's been very effective and there's much more to come. We know that. We can see that he's a player that's building. We can see there's a player whose confidence is growing and he's finding his feet. And, you know, I, I'm really dismayed to see some of the criticisms of him from our ultra-harsh fan base. Question for you there, Milo. I mean, switching him to the left in such a situation, do you think he would have the confidence to use that extra dimension to maybe sometimes go outside. Um, do you think maybe the reason that switch doesn't happen more often is because he is still finding uh, his quote unquote, you know, um, greater self, if you will, in terms of what he is prepared to drive himself on to do? Because he's got the skill, there's no doubt. But do you think he's got the confidence to, to, to take advantage of, of, of that skill? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this is probably, you know, he's clearly a confidence player, isn't he? And uh, you know, uh, you know, Richie's a confidence player as well, and I think you know when they mm. when they miss hit a shot, it does seem to kind of weigh on their on them a bit. Um, I I mean, he, can he do it? Yes, we've seen him do it. Um, Absolutely. So yes, he can do it. And you know, on the other side, we know Decky can get to the get to the line and put a, put a cross in or put a cut back in. Um, and it frustrates me that we don't see it more. And yeah, I think I think it's something that I mean, I'd be I'd be amazed if we're not working on it. I'd be amazed if we aren't. But I do think you know once we get them, so say creeping in, it makes you know for a team that's sitting deep, it makes it easy because you know Burnley can can defend the the width of the box rather than the width of the pitch, and that makes it a, a lot easier and there's a lot less space for us to attack. And you know, particularly with you know when we're looking for our fullbacks to 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 underlap and come inside. Um, we're squeezing up that space that they need to play in as well. So, yeah, I think it's an issue. It's such a shame that, that Ivan Perisic is hurt because what a teacher he would be uh, for Brennan Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. I think in terms of just giving him that extra um, dimension of self-confidence maybe or or maybe that little uh, extra bit of nous that, that would really help. It's such a shame. Uh, I think it would have been a very beneficial, um, mm-hmm. you know, teacher-pupil relationship. But there we go. Um Okay, so we're sort of trudging through the game, I think it's safe to say. As you said at the top of the hour, uh, Milo, if we were being really brutal, we'd already have finished recording by now. <laughs> we are trudging through. I think we're all worried about a replay um, as it, you know, as things are trudging along. And then suddenly um, we see Richie presented with, I think, what was probably the chance of the night. Mm. And he did faff it. In, in such a way that, I mean, there's a note here that says, did you jump out of your chair? And it's in reference to what we're going to talk about that happened 10 seconds later. I jumped out of my chair when Richie spaffed it, <laughs> to be honest. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but the ball did break for Pedro Porro. And, uh, and who wants to talk us through what happened next and how they felt? I can say it in one word, Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think you're kind of underselling what Porro did there because it didn't fall to him off Richie's. Yeah. Uh, you know, Burnley had possession. He robbed them and then ran into space, <laughs> looked around and thought, "I'm having, I'm having a go at this." Yeah. And and um, it was a it was a wonderful strike. And I think you know he's threatened to do it a few times this season. I mean, his goal scoring record last season when he joined was pretty good. He he, he scored a you know a fair few. Um, you know, he's hit the post a few times this season. Um, he's having a go. He's got a decent shot on him. And, uh, you know, hopefully this, you know, we'll see a few more because if we can get, you know, it'd be good if we could get both of our fullbacks up to, you know, kind of four or five goals for the season, you know, plus other totals elsewhere because that really, really helps. And there's no reason why not. So, yeah, it was a lovely, lovely goal. Mm. It's, um, it lit up a really dull game. It's, it was a you know a good cup goal, wasn't it? Yeah, like that's it. It's, I, I think I even said in our chat that that's a proper Tottenham cup goal. Um, and and actually, you know, I said uh, even in the chat, I said Bosch and we said Wallop and all that, but actually, it does a disservice to the strike because it wasn't just like a a, no. a, a big hit and hope. It was the no, no, of, no. there was there was curl on it. There was um, there was well, technique, the, you know, and and he he hundred percent meant where where he wanted it to go is where. There's, it a, went, there's a basically. great view from behind the goal that I think went up on the club's official Instagram, if I remember correctly, mm. the clip. And you see the movement. And the, the yeah. two words that sprang to my mind were Roberto Carlos. Because mm. he's, I mean, he's definitely, he knows exactly what he's doing. Because yeah. when yeah. you looked at he it in real time, it looked gonna, like it was an yeah. arrow, but it wasn't. Yeah. It had, it, it was a, the, the, the beautiful, wicked curve on it. And he knows exactly. And yeah. that ball's moving so fast that the yeah. keeper, who, by the way, I thought was actually overall very impressive uh, for a reserve goalkeeper. Shit or standard. Mm. Um, 
Uh, yeah, well, quite. Uh, but they 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 blamed him uh, for maybe not getting to it. Or there was some criticism. There's not nobody stopping. There's that. no way. There was a world class no strike. Yeah. yeah, and his I celebration think, was 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 epic as well. I mean, and look, yeah. and dedicated the goal to Harry Pittman, the sixteen year old yeah. Spurs fan who you know, sadly sadly was stabbed to death and um, yeah. on New Year's Eve. So, um, yeah, it was a really really you know nice touch. Yeah. I I mean, Poro for me is hands down player of the season for the first half of the season. The only person who's close to him is Vicario. Vicario. Yeah, th- yeah. There's a number of other players who've had good spells, but no one else has had the consistency of him. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, since he oh. came in in that Man United game, he's barely put a foot wrong. And if, when, you know, yeah. when he's put one foot wrong, he, has, he hasn't repeated it. He's never been caught twice by anyone oh. all season. Mm. Oh, he's physical. Do you know, when I... Th- yeah, I think back to last last season when we, you know, I think back to when we signed him and he came in and obviously like because um, he played really well against us, didn't he? Um, before yeah. we signed him, yeah. Um, and then and then when, and and he, I felt really sorry for him last season um, because you know I think he was made. Remember, he got abuse as well. You know, he got, he got oh, um, dogs. Who abuse could forget and, it? You know, and yeah, yeah, and um, and I just think it's such a vindication for just how good a player he is and how important he is to us now. That you know he's kind of just he's still still young, and I agree with you, Milo. He's he is Vicario is the only one that comes close when it comes yeah. to our player of the season so far, and so consistent. Um, and I love what his, you said just then. Yeah, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. But his physicality as well. We have to mm. marvel. I mean, this guy has. Mm. I mean, we talk about minutes in the legs and people needing a rest. I mean, this guy has been going and going and going and going. And you talked about a clash with a camera. I mean, it seems like he bounces off things. I mean, you know, I, I, mm. I mean, I look. I suppose it's somewhat genetic, somewhat training. I don't know, but his physical strength and his his endurance, his his energy in the in the hundredth minute. I mean, it's it's been outstanding throughout. And more than anything, his attitude. Mm. He wants mm. everything. He 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 cheers winning a throw in in the ninety second minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He pumps his fist when something gets cleared. Yeah. If you're three nil up. And you're in the 94th minute. Yeah. He makes and contact with the crowd in a way that every well, single was, person in the, the stadium identifies. Geeing the fans up. In the, and he's, yeah, he's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. It's a rare quality. And um, and apparently, always smiling, uh, someone always smiling, always smiling. And then there was. Mm. I mean, look. Who knows if this is uh, press candy or not? I don't know. But it was floated around that someone asked him about the fat man city might come back in for him to replace Carl Walker, and he's like, you know. But basically, I can't remember what the phrase was. But basically, <laughs> you know, no thanks. I'm I'm very happy where I am. I mean, you know, he he's just wow. such a positive, such a positive character. And I, I agree. And- I think he's been our player of the season and the goal was a fitting yeah. fitting reward for him you know and realistically if someone came in for him now what are we going to ask 70 80 million i think it's gonna be somewhere around there yeah yeah i'd probably He's, ask I mean, a good old daniel levy 95 or 100 just to tell him to fuck <laughs> off actually to be <laughs> honest it's, it's gonna it's, it's you know in terms of kind of premier, premier league proven i mean i, I don't see many fullbacks yeah. um in the league who've had a you know have had a better season than him and i think you know in a way for a lot of the season, I think you know he's he's Udoki's been excellent. I'm not taking anything away from Udoki, but Udoki's got a lot of the attention that I think Poro probably deserved, and mm. um, and that's not to say you know I don't think Poro's been oh, sorry Udoki's been great because he has he's been fantastic. Um, but I think Poro just in, to say that work rate, that effort, you know, his, his range of passing, you know, his set piece delivery since Madison's been out, I think has been very very good. Um, yeah, superb, absolutely superb I mean, player. I mean, the greatest tribute that I can pay to, well, I'll pay many great tributes, but the greatest one I can think of in, in this particular minute <laughs> is that he feels like he's been with us for years and has been a driving force and yeah. a driving energy behind this football club. I mean, you, you know. And it's not even a year yet. He joined on the final day no. of the, the transfer window last year, last January. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, And so I, I think from there, it's uh, this is an... Uh, wh- a well-ordered set of notes, uh, Milo. I like this because we're flowing into a player actually who was probably the selection surprise uh, of, of the of the of the game. Um, Ryan Sessegnon. He came on in the second half after eleven months out. Um, you know, I mean, let's. I mean, we'll talk about how he did, but I mean, we are looking also at a player here who you know has a similar skill set on paper similar potential but obviously it's a very different situation injuries confidence so on and so forth um you know how, how can we is it fair to even judge 
this performance? I mean, the fact he got on the pitch is probably remarkable. I'll, I'll pull you up on the similar, similar skill set. I don't see any similarities in, them in terms of players or their strengths or weaknesses. Um, in terms of um, in terms of kind of judging his performance here, no, he's been out for ages. He's had a run of a run of injuries. He was hardly a settled member of the team before those those latest round of injuries. Um, he's had a rotten time since he joined us, and. Um, you know, we were talking about Johnson being a confidence player. I mean, we know Cess is another one as well. Um, you know, he he had that that shot, which you know that would have been kind of fairy tale stuff if that had gone in, wouldn't 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 it? Mm. But um, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't see him being a good fit for Ange in any position, particularly. And uh, you know, where he played, came coming on on the, on the left wing is probably the best fit. But there's there's competition there, and there's about to be more competition there. And I think from his point of view, the best thing that could happen is if um, if he gets a loan or or is sold mm. this window and, and gets regular football somewhere, because I don't see him get getting you know, rebuilding his form or rebuilding his confidence being you know, fourth or fifth choice left winger. And I think he needs to be playing regularly somewhere. You know, he's close to a move to Forest in the summer. I think it's a real sh- and that fell through because of the latest injury. Um, I think it's a real shame that didn't happen. But you know, I've got. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, it was just. I mean, it was nice. So all that said, so, um, it was really nice to see him back. It was really nice to see him out on the football pitch. It, you know, I mean, I don't dislike the guy. I just don't think he's a fit for for where mm. we are now. And um, yeah, I, I think you know it must be awful being out that long. You know, I think I mean, the other thing is, you know, he's clearly bulked up a fair bit, hasn't he? While he's been out as well, he's he's he must have been. You know, again, you've you've been that that long with uh, with leg injuries. When you're trying to keep fit. You're going to be working on your upper body, and 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 that showed. He he looked quite a bit bigger to me. I think that yeah, I mean, that's part of it, Milo. It's I think we all want him to do well, and we all wanted him to do well with us. Like there's certain players that come and go, and you know, and, and they don't, they don't fit, and they they weren't really. Tottenham players so you kind of you know they come and go and you they're a bit forgettable but but Sessegnon I really feel like collectively <laughs> we, we all wanted him to do well but it just hasn't really hasn't worked for him and I think some of it is uh could be you know the stuff that's going on with him and I think also that you know there's there's blame that's with maybe not so much the club but previous managers or, or you know uh, whatever it was it's it's just it's well, it's it's really not worked for him um and and I think I think what would be best for him is to go somewhere play play regular football become probably become the player that he should be um but I just don't think that player is the right player for us you know or has yeah. been the right player for us no I mean I think look <clears throat> to go back to to what you said initially there Milo about disagreeing and that's fair enough this is you know we all see things differently but there's no argument that when Ryan Sessegnon was at Fulham he was seen as one of the most exciting dynamic mm-hmm. attacking right back mm-hmm. right you know uh right wing backs so I'm referring more to the potential that was expected of him rather than where we are today and you know um I, I think it's fair to say that that has not been fulfilled mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you're right, Ram. I, 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 you're right, Ram. I, I think there's there's so many things that I would like to to say about the, the player himself. That, but it's assumptions, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. But I do not think it's been an easy time for him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was going to go there every time myself. he's on the pitch, yeah. and I saw it actually with the chance you were talking about, Milo. Even even before that, there was a chance to maybe put the burners on, and instead he checked back because constantly you feel that in his head there's this concern of that hamstring. And I, look, I, I, I'll go on record as saying that I think what we witnessed in Nottingham uh, in the league cup mm. was actually, uh, was has actually broken him to a larger extent. And the fact that he was back on the football pitch against Burnley is a miracle after what happened there. I mean, we had a yeah. bit of a sort of a chuckle and a shrug about it at the time. Cause I don't think we recognized the, the gravity of it, but really that's cruelty. I mean, that's mm. like a scene from Kess, right? I mean, that's the sort of thing you'd have expected in, uh, uh, to be in, in, in the film Kess, just this brutal treatment of, of, of a young man. And, and I just, you know, I don't think the performance even, I can't evaluate it fairly. He was bigger. I mean, he, he was definitely put on weight. I, I think just for him to be on a football pitch was a, was a victory. And you're absolutely right, both of you. I mean, the nicest thing that could happen for him is to keep getting fit and to get a loan at a place where he can rehabilitate out mm. of the spotlight, out of like, can he, you know, can he be a part of an Ange Postacoglu squad? He can't be right now. We I, need to look after this guy's welfare. I believe. I, mean, I think it's very I mean, important. I don't think he ever can be because I don't think he's got the raw 
requirements no, of, of an English team. You know, um, if you think about him, yeah. you know, if you think about the fullback position, you've got to think about what would they be like as a central midfielder. And when I was poo-pooing your comparison with Porro, Cess in central midfield couldn't work. Porro looks a natural, and that's what I meant in terms of the yeah, kind of their raw, their raw qualities. When you're talking about him, his promise when he was coming through at Fulham, absolutely, I was quite excited when we signed him, and I think. You know, I think he's another one of those players, you know, there's another one in the team, you know, the Celso was another one, you know, and Dembele out on loan with, with Pochettino going and coming into a destabilized side. And I think, mm. um, you know, it was the wrong time for those players to, to, you know, to come in. And I think it's had a long impact on all of them because of the club they came into and the state we were in at that time. I think this also pertains to the importance of, of, of psychological player welfare. And I, I do believe this very strongly. And I think what you said about Cessinon when he came in and so on is very, very true. But equally, you can argue that Porro came into a club that was in complete disarray in many ways. But I think that Porro, you know, this is not to say one is better than the other or anything. It's just the way it is. Porro has the confidence that we've always wanted Cess to have. And perhaps if Cess had had that confidence and was that person, he could have pushed through and maybe become a player that would be a player. But it just it hasn't happened. And I, there's no blame at all. I, at this point, I'm worried about his welfare. That's just me personally. I look at a player and I want him to feel good about playing football. And it isn't going to happen with us. It isn't going to happen at this club. Let's help this guy get what he needs. What I would say, though, is I think our player identification now, I think they're starting at the Paratici, and I think Ange is very strong on this as well. Yeah. They're looking at the whole player. You yeah. know, if you look at Udogi as well, when you were talking about his background, you know, his, his family, his situation where he grew up yes. in, you know, really, really strong character. Poro, very, very strong character. You know, Ange puts a lot of weight on that. You know, he'll talk to those players. You think about so back to the summer when he was mm. talking to those players and convincing yeah. them to come in. And, uh, you know, a lot of that started with Paratici. And Poch is piss poor at player identification and recruitment. It's one of his biggest weaknesses. And, you know, I think if we look at, you know, Cesc, La Celso, and Dembele, at the, that stage of their life, because I think, you know, they've all had different paths since. But, you know, mentally, I don't think any of the any of us, I don't think we'd say wow. any of those were particularly strong mental characters at the point they came into. And yeah. then they came into a, an entirely chaotic situation, which is the worst thing that could have happened for them. Well, I mean, frame this moment because it's not happened on this pod before. But uh, in terms of Poch and recruitment, I think you're absolutely right. Hindsight mm. tells us that he did act rather more out of emotion than than the and i know you i know you don't like me using this word but i it, it's a, applicable here uh the, rather than the holistic view of a footballer when you sign them and i i, I th- no i think i think history's proven that to be a, a very accurate statement and one that i wouldn't have agreed with at the time because being a dreamer i'd have seen him i saw him done and i thought what a brilliant player and maybe potch can father can, can be his his dad and bring him through and everything. But I think modern football requires more than that. I think you're absolutely right, Milo. And, and you know, again, the Paratici apology for this week will be that you're right. The recruitment has become better. And to that point, Dragerson's agent, uh, the uh, Romanian centre-half we remain in negotiations for, uh, came out and basically said exactly what you said. He said, I've had one conversation with the club and it wasn't about what the boy can do on the pitch because everyone can see it. They wanted to know what kind of character he was. Mm. So it, it, it underscores your point. And so, yes, Let, let's hope that Ryan Sessignon can find what he needs to rebuild his career. I think we're all agreed it's not going to be with us. And that's not just based on this second half performance. It's, I think, an overall long-term view. I think probably for him, it would be good if he went to, you know, France or Germany or somewhere like that. Like you said, just a little bit out of the spotlight. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, even, you know, six months later, Belgium or, you know, the Netherlands where he could play week in, week yeah. out wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily hurt. Just get some regular football, get some, get some games into his legs and see where he is in the summer. And, you know, then maybe we look to sell him then. Yeah. And just, and just have some, it never looks like he's enjoying himself. He hasn't Portugal. looked like he's Go enjoyed his football with us. For 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 a good two or three years, whenever he's had the chance, and you know he's been with us for quite some time, and he's still a young man, you know. So yeah. Anyway, well, uh, let's flip the order here a little bit and talking about uh, Cess came on, Donnelly also came on, and uh, let let's have some thoughts about that. I, I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, and I'll start the ball rolling by saying I think we all agree that his poise and and his his just his measure on the ball, he just looks so assured, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I think that's, you know, sometimes you, you get um, young players that come in and they come in and, and you don't feel like, like that, you know, they're not overawed by the situation and they, they come in and it just feels very natural. And that's that's the feeling you get with Donnelly. I, I'm I'm hesitant to sort of what do what I would normally do, which is, uh, you know, as, as like, as we have done with Skip or Winks or you know, players that have come in is go, well, obviously this is uh, the next, he's the next Xavi or the next Iniesta or the next Podridge, you know, or anything like that. But, um, but like from what I've seen so far, I think, I, I think we, we have a player that could potentially be knocking on the door of the first team um, soon, uh, you know, uh, well, it, it, you know, at least next season, but I don't want to, I'm almost trying to be, you sort of calm my I, own. I, I know what you really <laughs> want to say. Is, my own. I know what you really want to say is that Harry's record is is seriously under threat already. <laughs> and <laughs> that is literally what I was trying to stop myself from saying. <laughs> and like, Harry, who? <laughs> I thought he was excellent. I thought he, yeah, he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's 19 years old. He's physically looks ready, doesn't he? He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's been big. You know, he's, he's a big lad, and um, that means he can he can compete in in the men's game, which I think is unfortunately is, is one of the important things when you're you know, if you're a teenager playing first team football. Uh, he's got a lovely touch, really good uh, range of passing, good vision, decent shot on him. Um, you know, everything you want, and I think also you know he's pretty adaptable. You know, we saw him playing playing as an eight. Uh, in this game, um, which is where he's you know, he's played a fair bit for the under twenty ones this season, but he can play right across the front line as well, which is really good, um, and will make him really valuable because you know, particularly as he's he's coming through as a player, it makes him a really good bench option because he can cover all of those positions. I'd kind of assumed that we would be looking to loan him out for the second half of this season. I feel that you know, there's quite a few players in the in the under twenty ones who I think would benefit from first team football somewhere, mm. and then you know, I think we see where they are in the summer and whether they're ready to be part of a you know a Champions League squad next season. And I mean, I'm taking this as is, is, is in the bank that part of it. Um, <laughs> so, um, but you know, a European squad next season, and you know, if if they're if they do well on loan, if they're ready for that, then that again really helps us out because. It gives us that, you know, that depth for for those um, for those games. But yeah, in this game, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. So uh, I'll add no more to to the Jamie Donnelly fan club other than to say I am a member with both of you. Um, we did uh, sadly see um, Ben Davis injured in the dying minutes. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, look, nobody wants an injury, least of all Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, because we've had quite enough. Thank you very much um, mm. for my liking. But whisper it, maybe the timing. Uh, it could have been worse, right? Timing wise, I mean, we've we've squeezed Ben like that. Like, like I mean, he is the tea bag that hasn't stopped giving a good brew for the entire holiday season, and here we are coming up to a nine ten day break, and with Van der Ven um, about to come back, and hopefully another centre back coming in the door. Maybe this is the time, if it was going to happen, for it to happen. Not that we wanted it to happen. No, you don't. You don't want it to happen at all. But yeah, I think that my initial. My initial sort of thought of seeing when when he started limping was like how you know just staring up at the football gods and saying like really, really another one. But then I remembered that yeah, VDV is meant to be back for hopefully for United and yeah, if as long as it's not anything too serious, then he, he yeah. it's probably you know he could do with that sort of little break. He's played a lot of fo- continuous football. Um, so timing wise, yeah, it could be a lot worse. It's just a shame that it happened and it's happened again. You know, uh, yeah. another injury. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's like SARS hamstring last weekend and you know you can run it off after a day or two. I mean, I'd like mm-hmm. him. I don't think it's any good time to have a player injured and you know particularly with uh uh Van, Der Van coming back after um you know reasonably lengthy layoff. I think it'd be quite useful to be able to, you know, we're you know 5-0 up at Old Trafford next weekend and um you know with half an hour to go we can take uh, take Mickey off and and bring Ben on and you know give him a bit of a rest and ease him back in that you know that's the kind of ideal scenario uh, <laughs> um but yeah let, let's let's see i mean he he played on so hopefully it's not too serious and it's just a tweak um i mean Lacelso yeah. Lacelso came off with a well i don't know if it was fatigue i think Ange suggested it was fatigue in the in the game, in the post match um presser but you know came off um 
suffering as well. So, you know, as you said earlier on, um, that these players are running on fumes. They've had a really, 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 um, you know, intense period of, of games uh, with very, very little rotation um, because we've had virtually no, you know, we've had 11 fit players and had to play them, you know, week in, week out. And, um, and you know, that was the reason why originally I wanted to, you know, see a little bit of rotation for this game. But, you know. Hmm. I think it does show as well. It, sh- it shows that we have, obviously, we've, we've, we've you know, by, by for all intents and purposes, we've had a really good, uh, first half of the season you know and, and definitely in my eyes you know we kind of um, achieved more than I thought we would in terms of league position and the quality of play but I think it does show that we do need a f- how much we need a full squad of t- of players that will fit oh. the system just because because you know next season I, you'd imagine we'll be playing in Europe um, hopefully at the top table of Europe and and you know we're going to have a lot more games um, than we than we have this season so yeah you know in in some ways I hope that this shows and and if, in fairness to Levy and the board they have backed and you know and there and and Levy's sort of, sort of taking a step back but I hope it just goes to show that we still have a lot of work to do um, to get this this squad fully up to up at speed it's fascinating you say that and i'll just say this briefly because obviously it could lead us down a rabbit hole which we probably don't have the time or inclination to go down but what you said there about how levy and the board have behaved i i I think probably that the huge huge positive here is that Ange seems to fully understand who he's Mm. working with Mm. that to me it feels abundantly clear. Now, I'm not sure if there's any more subtext to that. I don't think there is. And I think that's really important. And when people complain about, well, why haven't we paid over the odds of this and that? And that don't worry about it. Trust the manager. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you. And I, I think, you know, I think, you know, Ray Charles, Phil Spector, you know, the usual gang there, they can all see that we need a bigger squad and that we need some reinforcing. But it's so critical that the manager is seems in full congruence with the way the club mm. operates when it comes to transfers. And we're we're in our second window under him. You know, we knew that. Yeah. You know, we, we we knew that we'd had a good summer. That the squad was thin, and that it would probably take you know at least another couple of windows to complete that job. Yeah. And you know, as we're going to go on and talk about, it seems like you know we've we've had a pretty active start to the window. Um, and you know, we're I think in the next week we'll probably see a couple of players come in. Um. I think that probably then depends on on departures, and I think we'll probably see you know kind of maybe a flurry of um, of late window activity, yeah, maybe so maybe some opportunistic moves there, or you know ones for the future where we sign and loan back and stuff like that. But you know, I think I, I think most realistic, you know, most realistic fans, um, you know, what they would have wanted from this window, I think, will probably end up being pretty close it, to. It did. Before before we go there, let me drag you back to Lancashire just for a second and just get your thoughts on Burnley, and let's wrap this up because I do want to get into the transfer talk with you. I think it's I think it's fascinating. But uh, quickly, a quick quick thought about Burnley, champs. I mean, I think I think they they were better than last uh, no, last time we played them, and um, I thought it was quite noticeable how much they've adapted their style because they, you know, they were quite an open yeah. attacking team in the in the championship yeah. and um this was you know a lot more of a cagey and controlled performance from them there was still a th- you know threat on the break although um i think Vicario only um only had one save to make all game and you know their best chance you know came very late in the game didn't the one that bounced off Hoybier yeah. and went wide so um <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a, that was that was another point where I was thinking, oh fuck, you know, we've done, we've done all this, and, and, and we've got we've got to replay at the end of it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I, th- I think the main thing that struck me was how different they were from um, from last time we played them and from from last season. And yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't easy opponents. Mm. No, they weren't. And and you know, you can see actually. A positive for them in the fact that they're a bit more cagey this um, in this game was that some of the criticism that's been thrown at them is them coming up from the championship wanting to play this expansive football that they were doing then and getting really badly caught out by us as a you know for example um so i think it's been it's good to see that they they are able to kind of be a bit more tight and you know things like that and i like company i i hope that I he's given an opportunity to yes. to 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 mold this team you know and, and into a, into a premiership team um whether we'll get that chance i don't know or maybe whether burnley will be able to keep him i don't know you know it depends obviously yeah. on a lot of factors but you know that they they we dominated but they they did what they needed to do well for 70 minutes 
Yeah, I, 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 I like them. I like Vincent Company, like you just said, same as you. I would like to see him succeed at Burnley. I would personally like Burnley to stay up because I think they do try and play football. The, seeing them be more pragmatic as they were in this game can only serve them well. And, uh, you know, look, less teams in the division who come to kick you uh, solely is a good thing for me. I don't see Burnley as one of those. I see them as a side that wants to play football. So let's hope that this pragmatic approach will translate into the second half of their season and that they can stay up. I, I'd, I'd like, I, I, they'll be fine by me. Um, ah, who do you want in the draw on Monday night? Any any names spring to mind or do you just want to float a, a proposition out there, a general? Go on, Ram. I think, to, if I'm totally honest, I, I really don't care. Like, I think we've got an opportunity in this cup. We have got an opportunity to win this cup, I think. Um, so whoever we whoever we get in the draw, we have to beat, you know. So I think I'm not going to narrow it down to a single team. I just, let's get whoever it is and let's beat them. I'll take the lowest placed team in the competition, which is also a team <laughs> that I know quite well. So uh, Mason United, who um, I've been watching for, oh, how long are we talking about now? 30 years? More than that. Yeah, more than that, 35 years. So, um, yeah, I think it would be good for them. Uh, it would be a big pay, payday for them. It would be guaranteed to be on TV. So it would be um, that would be really good for them. And I'd prefer it wasn't at their place because I fear for our um, our hamstrings on their <laughs> their plastic pitch, um, although it's a lot better than they used to be. Um, but, yeah, them at, uh, at the lane would be would be good for them. I think they'd probably bring more fans than Burnley did as well. Yeah, I, that's a yeah. nice. I, I'm 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 not going to stretch any further than that because that would be a romantic story. And and plus, I like the idea mm. of uh, five um, five to nine thousand people from Kent coming into the stadium and having a good day out. And you know, no, why not? Uh, but we have to have a home tie. I want home ties mm. throughout. Yeah, home ties, nice. no away ties, please. That that's if, that, that. If it was no. Maidstone, I think the twenty people who'd get a ticket. Um, I could, I could, if any of them are listening to this, the, the pies are really good. The Balti pie there is. A really, really good pie. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's up to the the pies that are uh, better, uh, uh, better, than better, better than any pies really? at the lane? Yeah. The Balti pie, they sell them frozen to take take away. You can buy takeout pies to take home with you there. <laughs> so the next time you go to Maidstone, <laughs> you've got to get a couple. And when I'm over, when I'm over, no, you, to you. <laughs> well, no, I'm not asking you to send them. I'm asking you to keep them in your freezer for when I pop down to your gaff, uh, when I'm over for the, uh, for the Luton and the, and the Forest and West Ham run of games. And we can share a, you know how Steph does uh, does his bets with the bags of coffee. Your, yours can be with Maidstone Balti pie, pies. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like. I like it. A, a, a pie. A pie test. What could yeah. be more football pod than a pie test? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a. You won't hear that on any other pod as well. That the Balti pies at Maidstone are absolutely. Um, well, I was going to say pucker, but they're obviously not. They're obviously they're not much better pies. than that. No, they're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right one positive one negative in 30 seconds who wants to to lead it off yeah um negative i think well it mainly was the the injury uh to ben would rather that wasn't you know that didn't happen but the positive is that i think this game is a game that we could it could have easily have been drawn we could have like after seven, 70 minutes i started getting a bit nervous and then obviously poro boshed it in but but you know we we got through it we got through it and we deserved to 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 win the game um and it but it was played like a proper cup game and and you know we're through we're through to the next round yeah i was, I was going to say we're through but um instead i'll say kind of the minute around poro's goal and the negative was the other 89 <laughs> know what ram this sounds like a man who's just well he's a sort of chap who likes to get his christmas tree out on the first of january isn't he yeah. let's be fair yeah. well you know it right you can guess it right it's just that tree he, was out of the house as soon as possible did you think che- yeah absolutely i mean he, he checked love out him. his pod after his synopsis <laughs> in the first minute it's like oh we love what, him you want it. more we love, him. <laughs> we love him for it uh, it's good. very good um i will say that the that the positive i mean the uh, a wider positive for me is i think that's four wins in the last five mm-hmm. with a with without with our compare our that with anyone else uh well yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there for sure you know the four losses in six for the title winners yeah right across yeah. the way um <laughs> uh you know with that and again 
I will re-emphasize this point with our uh, not even our second choice centre back partnership, but yeah. you know it's a clean sheet for them. I mean, you can't, you can't. Maldini and Baresi. These are huge things, and and they re- and they deserve being spotlit. And the other positive is that you know, for me, the players get a rest. But I've seen Andrews looked a bit sniffly and under the weather the last couple of press conferences. <laughs> he has actually, yeah. He's not had his family around, bless him, for the holidays. He's been powering through. He's been a bit grisly here and there, but you know. But I'm 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 looking forward to the fact that. Ange gets to put his feet up and hopefully get a little rest and get back to 100% fitness and and that'll be good. So that's my positive and my negative. Yeah, look, it, it would be Ben Davis's injury. But I, I, I have to say, I'm finding it hard to find negatives right now because we're finding ways to to build what everyone yeah. waffles on about all the time, but we're doing it and it's a winning culture. And uh, this is another, not more proof of it because as you both said, this is a game that maybe in the past would have been at the very least a draw at the worst, a defeat. So, um, you want to take this? Uh, want to take the next section? Yeah, let, uh, let me take the week that was. So, we'll kick off with Timo Werner. Uh, at the time of recording, BBC Athletic and actually just about everyone else is reporting that we've agreed a deal with RB Leipzig to take Timo Werner on loan for the rest of the season with an option to buy for. I think Ali Gold is saying fifteen point five million in the summer. Um, and by the time you listen to this, he might have already been seen holding up the shirt. I think he's flown into the country. I believe today due to take a medical tomorrow and I think the expectation is that he joins training on Monday or Tuesday so what do we think I, I think there's a reason why we've identified him I think the deal is good I think it's a good good option all round you know the loan deal going into like a, a very reasonable fee for him I've always liked him um, up to when he came to Chelsea because I remember the time he, he annihilated us um, in the Champions League you know and, and he really looked a, a player then Um and I think Chelsea's a bad barometer for a lot of players, you know. And I think I, I think Chelsea's there was a worry. Just bad. <laughs> Chelsea's just bad, yeah. No, no, they, lemon, um... no, no matter how many lemons you've got, they ain't going to sort that out, is it? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going yeah, think... to need a bigger citrus. <laughs> <laughs> the mega yeah, citrus. I, I'm 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 happy with this. I think I think it's a good it's a good signing in an area we needed strengthening, and I think it's not it's a it's a win win. Um, all round in terms of if he doesn't work out then no not really much harm done yeah i i I think it's a i think it's an excellent signing uh when you take into account we have no obligation to buy at the end of the season he's covering an area of the field that is vitally important for us right now for all the reasons we've been talking about um it's so important to have that 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 speed and that ability to go outside and that ability to 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 stretch the pitch uh it it's it, it's just don't look at his goal scoring record because we haven't signed him as a center forward we've signed him as a player who can you know we've signed him as a player who can play across all those positions but ostensibly he's going to come in and i think he's going to be on the left i think johnson's going to be on the right i i i think it's i think it's an excellent signing uh there's there's so little risk to this the player is hungry He's 27. Ange wants him. He has already said how much he wants to play for Ange, that desire. And, and you know, how hath no fury like a Werner scorned? I mean, I, I look forward to him playing at Stamford Bridge. There's not there's not enough citrus <laughs> in the world to help Poch uh, against it. I, I think, look, I think it's, an, I think it's a, a really smart and an excellent signing. And to everyone who thinks, oh, well, you know, the past and, you know, we should be going for bigger and everything. Look again at what we need versus what's available and what it leaves us in terms of transfer funds to maybe do more. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, from his point of view, he, he, he needs game time ahead of the Euros to make the Germany squad. Uh, he's not getting those chances at Leipzig. Um, he's only started four matches there this season, although he was injured in the fir- you know, first half. And he's being moved around. Uh, Marco Rose is moving him around positions. I think he's um, he's started three different positions, I think, in those four matches. In terms of the good, I mean, he's really quick. He's a really good presser. He can play across the front line. As you said, Stephanie, mean, probably you know, probably like left wing and centre forward, um, and you know in that sense he's you know good cover for Sonny because he takes up those you know kind of same positions, and it will allow Decky to be an option in that eight ten role as well. If we so, um, and I think also you know he's he's better than Cesc, Solomon or Scarlett. So mm. from that point of view, improves the squad, and he's cheap, and as you said he's low risk. On the bad side, he's not the one one v one specialist that we desperately need, so he's he's not you know he's not going to do that. I don't think he's going to particularly help us against low blocks because his his main strength is getting in behind teams with uh, with pace. 
Um, and, you know, you touched on his goal scoring and, you know, obviously we know, you know, what was going on at Chelsea, but he's only, he's only outperformed his non-penalty goal XG once in in his, in his career. Uh, and that was the season, the really hot season he had for Leipzig before he signed for Chelsea. Um, and I think he's probably another confidence player. So, you know, we were talking earlier on about, you know, Johnson and Richie and, you know, I think he's, he's another one like that. And I think, you know, that was part of the problem he had at Chelsea. He hit the yips, didn't he? And I think he was probably overthinking it a bit and then it becomes more difficult. Um, but you know, he's, he's 15 and a half million. You know, if it works, then we've got a really cheap squad option in the summer. If it doesn't work, he goes back to Leipzig, nothing lost. Um, and, but I think realistically, I think it's unlikely that he's going to recover his goal scoring form because it looks, that one season looks like an outlier across his career. But the other things he's got, you know, the, you know, the speed, the pressing, you know, are useful. It's just that I think we've got quite a lot of forwards who are, can play a couple of positions, are quite good in certain situations, but maybe, I don't, maybe he's not different enough from what we've already got to really improve the squad or take us to the next level, but he's certainly better cover than we've already got on the books. Well, and that, and that final sentence is the key. You know, he is excellent cover at a moment where we're going to need it. Cause look, I don't think Sonny's coming back before mid February. I mean, I think that, you know, it's fair to say that South Korea is going to go a long way in the, in the Asia Cup. And so it, it the experience he has alone of the premiership and we're talking about uh, a 50 plus cap German international I mean again uh, uh, for the short term it's it's, it's absolutely and, ideal and I think the other option is that he it means that Sonny can potentially move to center forward you know we yeah. talk about kind of yeah. you know uh, Werner underperforms XG Son massively overperforms his XG and you know the, you've got the option then of you know maybe playing Son through the middle Werner, Werner on the left or the other way around um and it just gives us it does give us more options and i think you know realistically wow. if if you know if if he's not starting and you see him running up a, 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 along the sidelines or um i don't know solomon i don't really want to pick on a player you know solomon or or hill running up a, a, along the sidelines i th- i think you know he he's for all their promise he's probably you know probably the, a, a, a better th- threat yeah, I mean, look, with Madison and Bentoncourt uh, behind you, and if you've got Werner, Son, and Johnson, and you've got the, you know, you've got the, and you're playing one touch fast football, come on, that's a very fast forward line. Uh, really but, fast, but, and potentially but, exciting. But a, a team with eight players in front of the box, yeah. not so useful. But, you know, yeah. they, they, but as we said, we're a work in progress. Hopefully yeah. that one V1 specialist comes in the summer and, you know, it's it, it fills the space till then. Anyway, let's move on. Eric Dyer. Yes. So apparently heading in the other direction to Germany is Eric Dyer, who's been linked with a move, a 5 million euro move to Bayern Munich. Uh, Eric was left out of our squad to face Burnley and we don't want to provoke Angie's ire. So we're clearly saying that he was injured. Um <laughs> Seems like a great move for everyone, doesn't it? Uh, how surprised were you when this story broke on was it Friday? I think it was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised initially, um, but that's based on you know what, what his situation with us. But actually, the more you think about it, it does make sense. And everything we just said about Timo Werner coming to us, you can apply now the other way for Dyer going to Bayern. Um, you know, he's he's. I think he'd do well in the Bundesliga. I think obviously he's got um, Harry's backing as well um, to go. You know, to, to when he gets there. And I think I th- I think in in that uh, Bayern team, um, I think they want to play him as a, a, a centre mid as well. I think he doesn't work. It wouldn't work as a centre mid in in the Premier Premier League anymore. But maybe potentially in a team that dominates like Bayern, it, well, should dominate like Bayern, I should say. Um, I, th- I think it would be a good move, and again, five million for a player of uh, Dyer's sort of caliber is 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 good business. He's a very good footballer. He doesn't fit our system anymore. That's patently clear. I think it's a really good move for all. And I just want to say to anyone out there who has been part of the kerfuffle that says that you know Bayern are buying him because he's Harry's mate and Harry's telling him to buy him. My God, get a grip on yourselves! As if Bayern Munich are going to make a transfer decision based on Harry Kane. I mean, please have a little more respect for yourself and for the players involved. Harry Kane's not dictating Bayern Munich's transfer policy. If Eric Dyer ends up in Thomas Tuchel's Bayern, it's because Thomas Tuchel wants him and sees a role for him in the squad, and that's because he is a good footballer. So, yeah, I hope it happens for him. I hope it happens for us. hope it happens for everyone. I'm just going to get to my notes here. So Dyer's obviously going to Bayern to be Harry's mate. Um, he offers nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it's like Morecambe and Wise, isn't it? <laughs> 
I, <laughs> Penn and Teller. I don't know. It's like all of those. Oh, he's, he, he, he's, he's going there as backup, basically. And my, my, only cons- my only nagging doubt about it is that what his future is there after Tuchel. I don't think Tuchel's, Tuchel implodes quite quickly. Uh, he's a weird man. And uh, I, yeah, I just wonder about kind of what, you know, well, no, Tuchel is, Tuchel's a really, really odd man. Uh, a really odd man. And I... I'm, I'm going to have to press you on that a little more after this, because I want to know. What, why Why Tuchel's odd? Well, I just love the fact you said it, and I don't disagree, but just an example is yeah. always a fun thing to have in these moments. Yeah, I mean... I, What's I, the oddest thing Thomas Tuchel's ever done for you? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the Conte handshake... 18 months ago was really fucking odd, wasn't it? Well yeah. called. Um, yes, it was. It was Basil yeah. Fawlty-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think the way he treats players is odd. He, you know, yes. And I think he's another one who's kind of really intense um, and just pisses everyone off eventually. And I mean, both in his yeah, club. Yeah, no, so I mean, yeah. every, every club he's been at, he's fallen out with the board at some point. He's just another one who's just kind of, you know, just really, really intense and, and everyone ends up hating them. And so I don't think he'll last long there. And I'm just worried about, from Dyer's point of view, where that leaves him afterwards, because, um, yeah, I th- there were rumours that he was looking to see out his contract to go back to to Lisbon, and that would make a lot more sense to me because I think that's probably where he yeah. is, and he he'd be starting for Lisbon, he'd be playing football, and it would be a nice way to see out his career. I think going to, you know going to Bayern, he's probably you know, he's going from being ah, I don't know, you know, he's he's going to be a bit part player. He's not going to be starting many games, and I think if Tuchel thinks he can play in midfield, I think he's insane. Um, but I mean, well, you have. I mean, you 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 have already alluded to the fact that he might be uh, uh, partially insane. But, so it's it's wholly possible you'll see him as a librero in, a, in the Champions League. But yeah, yeah, but but I mean, having said that, you know, from from Dyer's point of view, wow, you know, career wise, you know, yeah, you, you, exactly. You, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You, you're looking at being. Well, I mean, what is he fifth choice? I mean, don't don't you? Yeah, fifth choice for us now. You know, you've got fullbacks being picked ahead of you. Um, yeah, if Matt Doherty was still at the club, he'd be probably playing at centre back ahead of Dyer at the moment. <laughs> and so, you know, I think yeah, from from that point of view, it, it's you know, it's it's a good career, it's a good career move. Great to have on your CV. It'd be a fantastic place to go and play. You know, yeah. I mean, people kind of do down the Bundesliga. I think it's a decent league, and there's there's quality there. I mean, obviously, he's joining the best team in that league. Um, but yeah, it's good. I just worry about you know whether he's got a future beyond you know a season or so. I could, I could see, I could see a summer invitation to his organic vegetable garden patio uh, for Thomas and him and Thomas sharing a blended, uh, you know, buy from Eric's vegetables uh, or organic juice together. And Tuchel would turn up, get one of his rabbits, wring its neck, and then kind of drink the blood in front of him or something, whilst wearing lederhosen or something. Yeah, you're right, and uh, he would be a bit. uh, Yes, no. Just, there is that p- potential. So, he is like Basil Fawlty. I mean, he just is like I mean, that, that, that handshake. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that, that up was... because it reminds me of when Basil Fawlty beats his car. When <laughs> he's got that potential. You say this. I mean, I think, but for me, he's if he's going to be played in a film, he'd be played by Steve Buscemi. And I think he's kind of that, got oh, that kind of yeah. weird intensity that, um, <laughs> yeah, I think... Steve Buscemi and Conair, I think, is probably wow. So you're going Steve Buscemi and oh, Conair. Wow. I'm going. I'm going as full John Cleese as Basil Fawlty. Ram, you got to you got to round this out. This is a this is an excellent tangent. Oh man, on the spot, John Malkovich. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, that's, like... that's a good shout. Oh, very good. In in being Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do you know? As you were having this conversation, I was like, who would play Ange Postecoglou? And there's only one answer: Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, wow. especially now yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah that's a good that's a good shout my word all right well i, so, I could tangent like this forever but well, yeah. <laughs> I, I know we, you've got to edit this so you want to move this on I, quickly right i saw someone was, we were the cocaine bear conversation we were having last week so someone i saw someone say suggest coach cane bear which would have been the perfect pod title but we <laughs> no, missed it so yeah. um, <laughs> Papa Matasar has signed a new contract that will keep him at the club until 2030. 
pretty widely trailed, wasn't it? He's also yeah. passed fit and flown out to join up with Senegal for AFCON. Both are fantastic news, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Great work. Great work. Yeah, delighted. Nothing, nothing to add no, there? Brilliant. Nothing more to add, no. <laughs> Loans, Sergio Reguilon, uh, Sergio Reguilon rather, has returned from his loan at Manchester United and Jed Spence has had his loan at Leeds cancelled. It's probably fair to say that they've had contrasting experiences on loan. Reguilon was brought in to provide cover for Luke Shaw whilst he was injured and seemed to be popular with the Man United fans. Jed had his opportunities limited by injuries, but Daniel Ferk made some comments uh, as Spence headed back to White Hat Lane that suggest that his attitude might not have been what we'd hoped. Um, I mean, I, I, the question I wrote down here is we both expected these players to go back, back out on loan, won't we? I think there's been further talk about that today and both are expected to go out on loan. Um, not really any surprises there, are there? No. <laughs> that was my and response. <laughs> with with, with Reggion, Regi- it's evidently been targeted by Dortmund, so he might be going off to Germany as well. Oh, wow. And, I mean, that'd be, a, that'd be a pretty fantastic season for someone, wouldn't it? You're playing for Manchester United and Dortmund. and Yeah. Yeah. What a bizarre career he's had. The promise yeah. he showed... Um, and it all yeah. went wrong when that moron got him the Iberian ham or whatever he got him as a reward. <laughs> that was the moment his career started to fall apart, wasn't it? It's true. Look yeah. it back. Look yeah. back. That's yeah. when it all went shaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we can blame him for something else. I want, yeah. Ruining I Sergio Reguilon's career. I wonder whether Spence might have to go overseas as well. But uh, I, I hope he sorts it out because it's, um, yeah, not not good. And finally, we Josh just don't Keeley. know, do we? No, 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 we don't. Yeah. No. Finally, Josh Keeley. Yeah. Uh, under-21 keeper Josh Keeley has joined Barnet on loan for the remainder of the season. Keeley joined us from Irish side St. Patrick's Athletic in 2022. It's been a regular for under-21s for the past couple of seasons. Um, it's good. I, I, I found out that it was uh, Pat Jennings' son was one of his coaches at um, St. Mm. Uh, Patrick's. Oh, nice. So Very good. Um, I don't know whether that's how we came to find out about him. Maybe it was. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Good, good hey, move. look. Yeah. Yeah. And look, it's been a lot of fun, this. Uh, it's a, it's yet another week where this pod flirts with being a film pod. <laughs> Quite enjoy. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, chaps. Uh, nice one. Cheers, Steph. Cheers, right. Steph. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about our trip to Old Trafford. Is it next week or is it the week after? No, I thought we weekend. had an international It's next weekend. You, you, you were talking at length about how much time everyone got off. No, it's Sunday, next weekend. Bloody hell. Good Lord. The re- what happened to this break? It's the week after that. Blimey, there we go. I can't even keep my calendars in order. I'm so busy thinking about who played Thomas Tuchel and marvelling at the uh, <laughs> casting that we've all done there. Lost track of time. So, yes, uh, we will be back next week to talk about our trip to Old Trafford, the latest transfer news and rumours, plus whatever else is going on at our wonderful football club. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you then. <laughs>